Welcome to Beauty and the Greek with your hosts, Laura and Stavros. Join us weekly as we discuss what it takes to keep your body tuned through all the latest advancements in skincare, fitness, and nutrition, and become the best version of yourself. So grab an espresso and let's get started. Welcome everyone back to another episode of Beauty and the Greek. Today we're going to be talking about a um, a topic that we were reached out from uh, a few of our listeners in Greece, uh, Anna and George. So shout out to you. Thank you for uh, reaching out to us and telling us that you want to hear us talk about delayed onset muscle soreness, DOMS, uh, what it's commonly known on. Okay, so um, yeah, let's begin. Laura, what are you... Uh, Doms, how's your training with Doms? Yeah, I feel like people just want to know how they can find relief from, uh, you know, uh, after they experience this delayed onset soreness. So yeah. um, uh, first and foremost, I want to say like, you need to make sure that you're drinking a lot of water to make sure that you're staying hydrated your whole entire body. Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay, well, let's let's go back before that, even between, okay. between the hydration, because we know how important hydration is. Let's, let's, I mean, let's define what the late onset muscle soreness is. It says in the topic, you know, it's that soreness and you're, you feel in your muscles usually 24, 48 hours after um, an intensive bout of exercise, okay? And just to put things into perspective, let's be honest, if you're um, a so-called weekend warrior, those are the people that, you know, do nothing all week, sit behind a desk, um, and then all of a sudden on a weekend decide to go for a 10-kilometer run or play a football match or, I don't know, go in the gym and lift some weights, there more than 99% of them will will feel some delayed onset muscle soreness, especially if they're putting out performance, okay? If you're just going for a 10-kilometer walk, you're probably not going to feel anything. But if you do go for a run and you haven't run in a long time, you're using muscles and putting them through their paces that um, have not been used, Okay. So for those cases, yes, it's very common that they will get that delayed onset muscle soreness. Here's the thing, though. For, for us athletes, people that are in the gym um, almost daily, um, delayed onset muscle soreness is, can also be a good thing, okay? Um, basically, what happens is at the – in a simple, simple terms is the muscle filaments, the muscle fibers in your – let's call them legs for now, okay? In your legs, certain ones of them will be broken down because the demands you're putting on them, whether it be squats or leg press or plyometrics, jumping on boxes or whatnot, is higher than what the muscle is able to give you. So certain thousands and millions of them will break down. We're talking at a very microscopic level here. They will break down. But the good thing is in the in the um, environment of you know high amounts of uh, of protein um good levels of testosterone for both men and women uh, which we naturally have up to certain uh, certain amounts um that will dictate that you will rebuild those muscle fibers stronger and better so the next time you hit the gym and do that exact same routine same loads same reps same everything theoretically you should be able to put out at a hundred percent without any delayed onset muscle soreness the next day so to say simply is there is um, going to the gym and feeling a little bit of soreness the next day. That's a good sign. That means that you've pushed yourself to a new level progression where, where the muscle is responding. It's becoming hypertrophic. It's becoming bigger. It's becoming stronger. It's responding to the demands you're giving it. Um, the, 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 the problem comes when, for example, you do a leg workout 
And, you know, as funny as it sounds, you're not able to sit on the toilet the next day because your legs are so sore or get off the toilet or, you know, get out of bed or in bed or walk up and down the stairs the next day. Right. I mean, I know Laura's Laura's felt it. I felt it. That's those are the 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 um, that's the event where it's like really, really taken to the extreme. Right. So let's discuss about, you know, Laura, what do you do to prevent? Because you're in the gym five times, six times a week, and you're, you're putting uh, a, a lot of load through your, through your muscles. What are some of the things that you do personally? Yeah. And I want to say just like to hit off of that, exactly like how you said, you know, there are the good feelings of it. Um, and there are, you know, times where people have really overdone it. So, you know, even if you've never worked out and all of a sudden you're embarking on this journey and you just go full force, right? That's where you start to have more of that delayed onset muscle soreness. So you need to kind of slowly build your way up to it. Um, you can't just go like full force and start loading the plates and start doing like, you know, heavy uh, squats or heavy, you know, presses and things like that, just because your body's not used to, to moving, let's say, and lifting weights. So you have to kind of start at a, a slower pace, right? Um, and just like how you mentioned with us, yes, we have experienced it uh, because you know what, we've decided to increase our weights, um, for, for that squat or whatever we're deciding to do. So you will mm -hmm. feel like that soreness going up and down the stairs and sitting down and things like that. But you know what, it is going to be short term. So it's like, you know, the 24 hour, um, mark. Um, and the important thing is to make sure that the very next day you're not hitting those same muscles because that's where you can actually lead to injury. So, Correct. you know, if I've, you know, pushed my, my legs and I'm feeling it soreness on my legs the next day I'm doing my upper body so that I'm giving my legs, you know, the two days of recovery before I hit them again. Correct. Correct. And that's a great point. You got to listen to your body, right? You may have a routine that says, you know, hit your legs Monday and Wednesday, but Tuesday you can hardly walk. So, you know, and Wednesday you still haven't recovered yet. Yeah. So don't go back and push on your legs. You know, you start getting repetitive strain injuries, um, tendon issues, uh, mechanical issues. Um, yeah, you're just building a recipe for disaster. And I guess that's quite common with, I mean, um, uh, some of your, your, your new clients, you know, that, um, uh, for body transformations that have never worked out and have finally made the decision to, to come through and uh, change their lives for the better. You know, they're tired of being weak and sick and, and you know, whatever it is. Um, you must see it a lot with your, uh, new clients. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, you know what, when we're starting, I, I explained to them that it could happen and that's why we're starting slowly. Like it's, it's not a race, right? I feel like, you know, with, with, when I'm working with my clients, it's a lifestyle change. So it's not, you know, a, a sprint to get there, you know, we all have our own paces. So when we're doing it at a slower pace, not only is it going to be sustainable, but you're also going to be preventing, you know, injuries too. Right. So yeah. You, you can't expect somebody who's never like uh, squatted before to all of a sudden squat a barbell. No, no, no. We start with body weight. Then we increase it to dumbbells and, and go up in baby steps like that so that we aren't, um, you know, uh, having a lot of the, the soreness come from it. Right. And, and that's why it is more, you know, baby steps to to get them to the results as well. Correct. Yeah, because the moment you're sore or, or injured, you're you're out of commission. You can't uh, yeah. you can't train. So you could easily lose two, three days, even a week, if not more. If you're truly injured, you could be losing a week or two of uh, of training and uh, so much for your gains there, right? And then you're back to square one again, almost. Exactly. 
Um, in terms of uh, in terms of you, what do you like? Let's mix this in with a little bit of supplementation because supplementation is key. Nutrition is key. Let's be honest. Yes. In terms of um, uh, preventing, um, you know, delayed onset muscle soreness or at least excessive delayed onset muscle soreness. Like we said, a yeah. little bit of soreness the next day gives you that indication. Yep, I did break down my fibers. They are growing better. Yeah. Perfect. We're on the right road. Yeah. So I would say like, and we've talked about it so many other times that you need to make your protein, you know, like the star of all your meals and the focus, right? So mm -hmm. when you are having, um, a, like, it's just crucial to, to build, maintain the muscles. So you, you need to make sure that, yeah, your, your protein is that focus because that's, what's going to help you recover from your tougher workouts as well. Yeah. Especially, I mean, muscle is hundred percent, it's protein, right? It's amino acids building, uh, blocks of protein and, uh, and there you go. Yeah. So you've got to have that protein, right? Mm -hmm. You know, your, your red cuts of meat, um, your chicken, your fish, nice, healthy selections, your lamb, Etc. Uh, Etc. Et yeah. Eggs, yeah, whole Protein eggs for powder, sure. You know, like, uh, and a lot of with my clients, but I tell even listeners, like, you know, if you're doing a, a workout, you should be having, you know, a protein shake within 30 minutes of completing that workout. Yeah, because that's when the uh, the muscles are sucking up and really trying to regain, pull in that protein and sugar glycogen again to reload, fix themselves, maintain build that's when that that window is of opportunity right yeah yeah what about during during your or pre-workout or during your workout you take any uh, eaas baas so yeah like before working out i i have my eaas or bcaas i am i prefer eaa but um either or um if you have i would say to to drink it before your workout um or you can sip on it during your workout too just to give you that added hydration, but also that extra protein, um, just to push through, um, that workout as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then like obviously staying hydrated, like not only during your workout, but for the rest of the day too, that really does help with that delayed onset soreness because you know what your, your body is hydrated. And let's be honest, the more hydrated you are, the better everything is in your body. So. Absolutely. hundred percent. Your joints, your muscles, your tendons, they all have water components, which uh, which are important, right? Yeah. You start drying those out, you become brittle and uh, uh, and prone for injury. What yeah. about um, what about in the Bef evening? I know bef yeah, in the before evening bed. before bed, we both love to take our magnesium. <laughs> magnesium, yeah, that's a, that's a nice one too. That settles down the muscles, puts you in a bit of a deep deeper sleep, and allows your muscles to just <sighs> relax yeah. and just unload, unwind. Yeah, and then uh, glutamine, glutamine as well. Yeah, uh, glutamine, yep. right? That's a, that's a that's a really important amino acid um, in the evening time, especially because that's when your um, your muscles are uh, your body is uh, healing, right? It's nighttime. Yeah. You know what else I do uh, in terms of my heavy heavy workouts? Like if I've done a really, especially on my leg days when I know I've really pushed out, and I like to time them so I have some red meat on my leg days. But mm -hmm. obviously the um, uh, the iso whey protein uh, right after, yes. like immediately right yeah, after, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is you know what? I'll take another another scoop of protein before, like right before bedtime. Just pop it in the stomach Depending and uh, and just leave it there. And just you know while while I'm sleeping, you know, take my shower, sleeping. That protein is keeping my body in a positive nitrogen balance, so I can um, I can heal my muscles over the nighttime, right as they want protein. It's there, right? So. 
Because yeah. yeah, and that really does depend on each person's, you know, um, you know, body metabolism, also, you know, meal plans and things like that. Yes, right? correct, correct. So um, that obviously depends on each person. But in in terms of yeah, like the um, the the supplements that we've mentioned, for sure, they're definitely going to help with, uh, you know, just uh, getting your body back to feeling on track. Um, the other thing that I would say is not even just supplements, but also just with um, your exercising. So really take the time to pre-stretch and post-stretch so that you are like warming up your muscles pre and then you're cooling down your muscles post. And I do find a lot of times when my clients reach out that they are, you know, having severe, let's say, uh, muscle soreness, um, I will ask them like, well, how's your, oh, well, I kind of skipped my stretching post because I was pressed for time or whatnot. And, and that's where you can start to really notice the differences. And that's where I feel like a lot of people will start to experience that post, uh, um, muscle delay onset because, you know, you're, you're not taking that extra time to really stretch and just cool down those muscles. Yeah. Yeah. And I love, I love their, the words they use, right? Cause even with me with rehab, you know, you tell them how many times you've been, uh, stretching a, a week. Well, I try. Try is like, you know, that key word that uh, covers all matter of sins. And then you dig in deeper and they've only stretched once for a certain injury or a certain body part the entire week, right? Like, I mean, at that point, you're just wasting your time. And especially, you know, if you stretch it only for 10 seconds, it doesn't really do do anything. But maybe we'll talk about stretching in a, in a different episode, you know, the fundamentals of stretching and why it's important. Yeah. Another thing that just uh, you brought up uh, with the stretching yeah. is um, some of the theories out there. And people like to to roll out their muscles um, after workouts. The foam rollers. The foam rollers. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally am not a, fa- a fan of them. Uh, I've just seen way too many um, injuries because people overdo it. Aggressive nobulation on the on, on these rollers. I don't know. Um, and to be honest with you, they they're more of a how can I say they're more of a synthetic massaging technique for the muscles. If you ask me, if you, if I were to go in the gym with you right now and do a heavy leg workout, we're talking squats, we're talking lunges, deadlifts, we're talking Bulgarian split squats, like properly overload our muscles. I, you wouldn't, you couldn't pay me enough money to go and do a roll, a foam rolling after and basically mince meat my muscles, which are already destroyed from a a good workout to do that. Right. Yeah, I do feel like it's a misconception, like you said, because your body is already feeling sore. And, um, you know, with the foam rolling, it is fantastic, but it's more when your body is kind of already at rest and not feeling that um, soreness. Because just as you said, you know what, you're thinking you're doing something good because it feels feels good, but at the same token, people will overdo it. And then just as you mentioned, it becomes kind of like a vicious cycle where that, you know, will become maybe an injury or it'll delay your progress even more um, because you've dug in too much with those with those foam rollers so mm-hmm. i think we both agree to say you know if if it's um that soreness that an epsom salt bath would be 10 times better than um going to town with the foam roller absolutely epsom salts or if you can you know a cold a cold bath or a cold shower immediately after your workout too like boom sip your protein and go take that cold bath the ice plunge or, or cold shower over your muscles just to decrease any you know any inflammation, any um, swelling in there because 
the time you when you do break down those muscle fibers, those are micro trauma injuries. There is swelling that comes because of it. You may not notice it and see because it's so microscopic. But when you know you take out, let's say, for sake of the number, a thousand muscle fibers in your quads, a thousand on the left and a thousand on the right, both legs. Um, they're all producing small amounts of micrograde uh, inflammation. So you get that swelling, you get that engorgement the day after, mm. and that's what that is, right? So ice bath, yeah. protein, a good stretch, like you say, which also incorporates the uh, the joints and the tendons, which uh, foam rollers do not. So again, there's that other misconception, but we'll talk about that on another day. And um, what else? What about supplements? Yep. Yeah. Oh, your supplementation, obviously. Yeah, yeah, your EAAs, BCAAs, like you do um, during uh, your work with the, the help of magnesium, uh, magnesium yeah. L-glutamine before bed. Um, for those, making sure you're eating right too. Obviously, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. supplementation is that is supplementing your food. Your food is your primary source, right? Yeah. And then think, you know, the 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 question I get asked the most mm. is, oh, I got delayed onset muscle soreness. Can I come for for uh, for a massage? Right? And yeah, come from massage. We'll loosen up certain muscles that you know what maybe just tight or compensating for um, uh, the main muscle group that is that is affected. For for example, um, <laughs> excuse me. Um, but yeah, it's not really going to help anything. We'll get some extra blood flow and nutritional value to the muscle so they can start feeding and and you know getting uh, higher amounts of uh, of protein, uh, uh, sugars, and fats. Um, and maybe push out a little bit of the inflammation, a little bit of the lactic acid that might be still sitting in there or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But you're not going to get a big benefit because you're looking at a mechanical issue. You're looking yeah. at the fibers that are broken, right? That are just the body will go through its cycle and heal them up. It's 10, 24, 48 hours. So um, massage will give you about what? A 10, 15, 20% benefit overall, let's say, under normal circumstances. So um, yeah, just so people know that too, right? It's not the yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not a, a magic potion, right? No. And, uh, and what else, Laura? Anything no, else? I would say like for me too, if I know that I'm going to be really like, I know we've been talking more about the legs, right? Because I feel like that's where most of us feel like the, the soreness the most is in the lower body. Um, so I feel like with the lower body specifically, if I know that I am going to be pushing out and going and overexerting myself that specific day um, in the gym, I will even wear like my compression socks. Yeah. Yeah. There's another science right there. <clears throat> compression garments, compression socks. You hit a good one. I mean, yeah, I do compression therapy for, for my patients with, you know, deep vein thrombosis or vascularities or stuff like that. Prevention, um, you know, uh, pregnant women, uh, post-trauma surge, et cetera, et cetera. But for um, for per, uh, performance, yeah. yeah, there is that thing. What, what compression compression garments do or socks? They 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 prevent oscillation of the muscle. So the muscle muscle is designed in a linear. Think of it as like a railway track. It goes straight. Okay. Uh, anytime muscle bends or starts to shake left or right, think of your calves or your quads when they start to shake left and right. Um, they don't contract in, a, in, in their in their primary um, range of motion. Okay, uh, they have to be straight in order for them to give full output. So that prevents uh, compression socking sock uh, com, um, garments prevent the muscle from oscillating, therefore giving you more output. Mm. Um, it doesn't allow lactic acid to build because it helps return the venous blood flow uh, back to the heart for it to be pumped to the to the to the um, lungs recycled and be full of oxygen again and come out kind of the come out, out of the aorta so that is a very good preventative thing mm -hmm. yes um if you do go heavy you still gonna feel some but definitely you're right it, it will take a certain percentage 
um, uh, you know, of delayed onset muscle soreness out or prevent it from happening, which is uh, is really good. And you won't have that lactic, that burning feel, right? So a lot of our people in marathoners or triathletes that we take care of, um, they have, we get them the compression uh, garments, whether it's the uh, uh, um, sleeves for, for our basketball players or the, the, the lower legs uh, and socks for our, uh, our triathletes um, and footballers, etc. Um, yeah, increased performance, uh, increased endurance, um, increase uh, faster recovery between events, especially on uh, weekend tournaments. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the benefits of compression garments, you're right, Laura, is uh, is phenomenal. Something that everyone should look into, especially if they're serious about performance and want, you know, without the uh, enhanced drugs and all that, if they want like mechanical issues, beautiful, beautiful stuff. Yeah. No. And, and, and just like you said, it, this is more about the prevention, right? So, so any little tips that we can uh, give you guys to help so that you aren't getting uh, the delayed onset muscle soreness, like on a, a regular occurrence, let's just say that, yeah, that, yeah. that, that hopefully these tips will just help you so that you, you realize like, uh, and, and yeah, you just know how to, um, get out of it like and and know how to properly stretch and know how to you know what supplements you should be taking to help you uh recover faster Re recover prevent yeah. recover when it does happen yeah exactly how to recover right and yeah. one last thing i mean i remember uh in f1 they talk about f1 teams talk about you know uh, shaving one tenth of a second off a lap will usually cost them about a million dollars in in research and development whether it be aerodynamics or something else in the engine etc cetera, etc cetera. so how much money they spend in order for literally microscopic gains on a track. But it could make all the difference because, you know, you, one, one tenth of a second, you're running 60 laps, you're, you're getting some serious uh, time savings, right? And how much us too as human bodies, people who of, who of us want to increase performance, increase, uh, you know, decrease our numbers in the, in the marathon, mm -hmm. uh, decrease, um, uh, increase our speed down the, uh, the football pitch or whatever it is. Um, there are, there are technologies out there. Like you said, the compression stuff and even the your nutrition supplementation that can help you, um, go that way. Right. So yeah. beautiful, beautiful. Uh, thank you, Laura, for, uh, your information today as well. Thanks for our listeners and just giving um, great feedback. We really appreciate it. So very much so. And um, yeah, we'll catch you guys again in uh, in another week with another uh, hot topic. And if you uh, do have any information or uh, any questions, please reach out to us and uh, let us know some topics of choice. Uh, we love to hear from you. Uh, and that's basically it. And uh, we're happy that we can help you become the uh, the best, most beautiful fitness fit uh, version of yourselves. See you guys again. Ciao for now. Thank you for joining us on this episode. If this has resonated with you, can you please do us a favor and give us a five-star review, share with your friends, and tag us on social. You can also join our weekly SMS list to learn more about how you can reverse the signs of aging. Text AGELESS to 416-628-9879. Ciao for now.